Loaded Does he sit second, man? No, I don't I think he does. I think Kevin Keegan probably sits second. <laughs> oh God, what a scandal. Austin Eckler versus the cards. Go and fuck the lot of you. <laughs> I think Tom Naylor's going to be the nailed on holding midfielder, so it's just who goes. Unbelievable. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of Loaded Sport. It is that time of the year. Uh, yet again, you can probably tell I've ditched the football shirt gimmick and I've brought in the football jersey gimmick for one week only. We are here to preview the 2023 NFL season and I promise you we are all excited for this. So get ready. We're going to give you our predictions on division winners, individual awards, bold predictions, how our individual teams will do. And we're going to close it at the most important place. Who will win the Super Bowl? Who will lift the Vince Lombardi trophy? in February of 2024. So I've got to bring in the lads. So lads, we have got a full house. I'm going to start with how are you? How was your weekend? And then close it off with the jersey you're wearing and what it means to you. So Sam, I'm bringing you in, mate, because you seem very eager. So how are you, mate? How was your weekend? And tell us about your jersey. It's the NFL special, boys. Or should I do that touchdown? NFL special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am I am fully hyped for this one. More hyped than I think I've ever been any hyped for any episode we've ever done before. Um... What did you say? How was my weekend? Yeah, how was your weekend, mate? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good, mate. Good. Finally got a bit of good weather, haven't we? So, been chilling in the in the sun. Watched some boxing Saturday night, and then Sunday we went into a food and drink festival. So, hell of a weekend. How was yours? Yeah, really good, mate. Thank you. Busy day. Saturday took kids out, and uh, Sunday was just a chilled one. That's uh, that's perfect for me. Um, so yeah, talking of the boxing, we will of course be back later in the week with episode 67, where we'll go through with a fallout from Smith versus Eubank Jr., as well as everything else that's gone on in the sporting world in these last few days outside of NFL, as well as of course previewing week one coming up this weekend. Next up, joining us, Kempi. How are you? How was your weekend? And talk us through your jersey, mate. Uh, did Sam talk us through his jersey? He didn't, mate. You're right, you're right. So, uh, shall we uh, rewind Ooh, the Housekeeping, back to Sam. Yeah. It's, uh, I've worn it previously on the pod before, so it is one we've seen before. It's the away Aaron Rodgers jersey. I'm doing it when I know that, but it's the only one that currently fits me. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I've been shopping around looking for for the next player to have on the, on the back of my shirt. So, I know I'm doing a new one, but yeah, I'm, I'm currently repping the old uh, AR12 jersey for now. There we go, mate. If it makes you feel better, mate, I'm repping. I had to rep the go. I've got a plethora of jerseys. That was just for Kemp. But I, I, I had three or four out of my bed that it narrowed it down to, and I thought, I've, I've got to do it. I've got to wear Tom Brady. Um, so, yeah, that, that's me tonight. Uh, so, yeah, Kemp, we'll try again. Take two, mate. How are you? How was your weekend? And uh, talk us through your jersey. Take two, yeah. Well, Mr. Dawson, Mr. White, man with the mic, you little headbound wearing slut, you have missed you today. Yeah, good, thank you. Not bad at all. Uh, like Sam said, similarly to Sam on Saturday, watched a bit of boxing. <laughs> watched Eubank Jr. deliver a masterclass of a performance, which obviously we'll cover um, on next episode, uh, the, the traditional episode of Loaded Sport with the traditional format. Um, and then Sunday, Sunday, as I would say it, Siag's uh, fucking eyes. Siag's ears picking up then a tradition. Me yeah, and I, yeah. yeah well, well, actually, man with the mic, bless him. We, we both went to watch uh, Crown and Anchor play football on Sunday morning. They won four three against Dronfield FC. So mixed emotions for me in that one. But is that cotton rhyming slang? Yeah, if you want. But Dronfield FC, no relation to Dronfield Town FC, no involvement. So 
Foot Crown and Anchor. Uh, foot Crown and Anchor. Foot Drumfield FC. Fuck Clip it. Send it to I'm not gonna. Yeah. yeah, I'm not gonna get a start now, am I? But there you go. But yeah, yeah. no, it was good. Good Sunday, and then got back, cut grass, um, did all the the usual Sunday bits, and uh, yeah, I've got quite a significant. Are you telling you you cut your hair in the in that bit. It's like with the lawnmower, yeah. Yeah, with the lawnmower. No, with the lawnmower. Yeah, that's why it's so red. Uh, but yeah, and then my strimmer broke. Out of all things to happen on Sunday, my strimmer broke. So I have to get that sorted out. 28-year-old problems, eh? But there you go. Right, move um, on, mate, or we're going to have to load up the fucking lady right, garden mate, well, channel, ass, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, fair enough. Uh, number 26, Saquon Barkley, New York Giants. He had, he had to be the man. Um, reluctantly probably re-signed to a, a year with us uh, in the off-season. But we've got him for another year at least, which is obviously always a good thing. And he'll obviously want to play well, so he gets a big contract going forward. But I feel like Saquon Barkley, with this iteration of the New York Giants now, is kind of the first player in this iteration of the Giants to kind of be drafted over the past few seasons and and be involved in the team that it is now. So, uh, yeah, after Saquon Barkley, it all started slightly going uphill, even though at the time I didn't quite think it. But, uh, yeah, that's why it's Saquon Barkley today. Fingers crossed he can deliver good things this season. Absolutely. And last, but by no means least, he is the man with the mic, the man with the headband. Aggie, how are you? How was your weekend? And uh, yeah, talk us through the jersey you're wearing tonight. I'm good, thanks, mate. Yeah, it was a good weekend. Uh, sat at home watching the football on Saturday. Nice to get to see uh, Soccer Saturday in its full entity for a change and for the probably the last time in quite a while with work picking up uh, over the next couple of months. Um, on Sunday, like Kemp said, went to watch football, went to watch, cheers, went to watch the Crown and Anchor. Um, good game, enjoyed that. Already for uh, this Sunday, of course, when Red Zone returns. As for the jersey, first uh, jersey I actually got was uh, this one of Bobby Wagner. Of course, my favourite Seahawks player probably of all time, considering I've only been watching him for about three and a half years now. Um, yeah, it looks a little bit uh, bit worn, doesn't it, from uh, when we've been playing on Super Bowl Sunday. He's got me uh, four pick sixes, this has to be fair. So, uh, yeah, hopefully it has that sort of effect for us. In this How many season. touchdowns has it got Yeah, Seven. Two of which you has were marking really? before. Or oh, mate, he's, really? he's doing match. He's, really? he's, he's got match reports like of every game we've played. We don't even realise. I've got tally saved. I have to. I get nagged at when yeah, I don't that. get touchdowns. So yeah, true. Save it for a rainy day for for when someone's giving you shit and you can go. Well, actually, I uh, I scored three touchdowns last year. But anyway, that is uh, that is the lads and that are the jerseys that uh, they are the jerseys they are wearing now. Sam. During episode 65, mate, you gave the shout that we should uh, play an NFL-style game of Loyal Man um, after I was about to say that we'll put it on rest until episode 67. So I have spun the wheel. I have sent over the order. Kemp, you're up first to name an NFL player. Sam will then give us a team that that player has played for. I will then give a player that has played for that team. And then Aggie will give us a team that that player has played for and we will go around the room. I've no doubt that they will, this will last two or three picks, so we may end up starting again. Who knows? But last week worked out quite well, so let's see how it goes. So, Kemp, who's your player, mate? My player? Shall I say the team they play for now or no? No, 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 that's not the game. You're saying the player. I know, I know, but, I know, but it, it might help, you know what I mean? But what no, 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 no. No, you're saying the player. Okay. No, the whole point is Shall Sam has to that... name a team. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, come on, mate. Look, come on. You did so well winning last week. That's not help it. I'm trying private. to help people out. I'm no help. Say, shall, I say, game... shall I say this is the player then that's their position or what? Because there's so no, many players. Name the player. Same... Play. You wouldn't do it for football. I know, but that's easy to remember. Unless it's a player that has the same name yeah, as like five other players. Me. When I just not letting me. 
Josh Johnson. Bet you don't know who it is, do you? Chicago no, Bears. Yeah. Bullshit. Let me have a look. Fucking hell. Right, shall I tell you why? No, shall I tell you why I picked Josh Johnson? I'd love to know why, because it's fucking great Because he's played... Because he's played for 14 different NFL teams. He's the yep. player who's played for the most NFL teams in history with 14. And you said the Chicago Bears, didn't you, Sam? And they're not one of them. The Chicago Bears are not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> teams that he's played for. You know what I thought it was? I thought it was the, that cornerback, that Which JJ. Why I said, should I say the position? But I got shot down in flames for it. Back, your, back in your box. That's fine, because I knew the position, mate. So tough shit. Yeah, I mean, Sam I'm starting. Am I starting again then? Yeah, go on then, Sam. Give us a player. I'll just go back on teams. So I'll I'll just carry on. I'll just carry on naming a club. I'll just say I'll stick with it. Chicago Bears. Okay, I will go with Mitch Trubisky. Pittsburgh Steelers. Bullshit. Nice. Nice. This place from now, I think. All right, yeah. we'll carry on then. We'll carry on with that. Just ignore it. Um, <laughs> it's a disaster. Uh, Steelers. I, yeah, I only know one player. <laughs> uh, oh no, Antonio Brown. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Robert Gronkowski. New England Patriots. Um, Danny Amendola. Ooh. Who did he... Miami Dolphins. <laughs> mm, I'll give it to you. I'm not going to say bullshit. Yeah, I think he did. Um, Frank Gore. Chiefs. Bullshit. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, boys! That was terrible. Oh, absolutely terrible. You know, when you come up with an idea at last podcast, you were like, yeah. we were all like, yeah, 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 and then like in reality, it's like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, for the benefit of our viewers and listeners, we'll move on, get into our predictions, and we'll be back with episode sixty-seven and the return of the football style of loyal man. But fair play, lads. We tried, didn't we? Better to we try and fail than uh, not try at all. So um, we're going to start with the AFC. So it'll be your predictions. We'll go round uh, a division at a time. We'll start with the AFC North. I did spin the wheel earlier today just to get an order. So we've got a bit of structure. So it will be Sam, then Kemp, then Aggie, and then myself. Um, AFC North. Sam, start us off, mate. Who have you got winning the North of the AFC? AFC North champions 2023. Get them signed off. It's your Cincinnati Bengals. Don't know where how you boys feel on that pick, but um, obviously the Ravens are coming back. Um, Lamar's l- looking fully fit again, but I still I'm going to go with the um, the Bengals. I'm not seeing much in the Steelers or the Browns to make pick pick them either one of them either. Um, just I'm betting on that uh, Burrow and Chase duo to just ride them all the way through to a deep uh, deep playoff run. So yeah, they're my pick for the AFC North. Interesting. Kemp, are you going for the same there? You know, uh, you've got a little spot in your heart for them, considering the connection to LSU. Um, or are you going somewhere else in the AFC North? 
Yeah, and I'm going to the exact same place. Cincinnati and the Bengals. Um, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, both dangerous players on the day. Um, and uh, they've they've had a little bit of an upgrade to their O-line as well. So uh, that that's kind of the, the the position that I think the Bengals have always struggled with, kind of protecting Joe Burrow in that in that respect. So, yeah, I think now they've, they've upgraded there and I've not seen any massive improvements from the Ravens, the Browns or the Steelers. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with the Bengals also. Aggie. I'm hoping this works. I've tried to do a little something different for it. So here goes. Can you see it? Ooh. <laughs> now, I'm oh, also going for uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I think similar to what you guys have already said, uh, you know, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. I mean, to be fair, that wide receiver trio that Joe Burrow's got to his disposal is just incredible. T Higgins and Tyler Boyd included as well. Uh, the defense is much better than anything else that's going on in the AFC North at the moment. So, yeah, I'm going with the Bengals as well. Never write the uh, never write the Ravens or Steelers defenses. They they typically seem to be always good year in year out. But you're right, yeah. The Bengals defense is very good. You're a posh bastard, aren't you, with that graphic there? Who do you think you are? <laughs> it loves it, doesn't he? Uh, well, I'm going to complete a full house for the FC North, and I've also gone for the Bengals. Completely agree with all points made already. I think the Ravens will be better. Lamar being fit, uh, the changes in the backroom staff as well will allow them to become a bit more um, pass heavy. And, and I think they've drafted fantastically well as well. Steelers will be better. Browns, you've got to assume, will be better. Now Deshaun's had a bit of time to bet himself back into the league. But I just think Bengals have got that ice in their veins and that will be enough to just scrape them through. I do think it will be close. So, so lads, first division out of the way. We're four for four on the uh, same team. So let's uh, see if this next hour is just us picking the same for every single thing. Not sure what it will make for content, but we'll see. Uh, we move on now to the AFC South. For, for many, many, many a year, considered the weakest division in the AFC. Sam, is this one a bit more clear-cut, or do you think it will be close like the AFC North? I think this will be very clear-cut. I, I do think it's going to be 4-4 four, four again. I, I think I can't not pick the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Trevor Lawrence looked really good. Who the fuck do you think you are, Jaguars? He's fucking Jaguars, man. <laughs> I'm not saying Jaguars. Right, 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 right. I'm going to call you out again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You said Bengals. Sam, Sam, I'm here. <laughs> Don't worry, Sam, I'm here in your defence. <laughs> Go back and listen to it, mate, when it's out tomorrow. Oh, but you said Bengals. Atletico. I said fucking Bengals. <laughs> you said Bengals. Oh, shut up, mate. <laughs> but I didn't call you out at the time. The Jacksonville name. Jaguars. I am picking oh, them. Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I've got no reason to back against them. Trevor Lawrence was unbelievable last year. Uh, he was getting the return of his number one receiver in Calvin Ridley, which I think he's, he's primed for a, um, a top, top season after he moved himself from the league for a year. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm going for the Jags. I think they'll be uh, quite dominant in that uh, in that division this year. There we go, Kemp. I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, to win whoa. the AFC South. Purely for boy TK. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know TK. You know he, he does. You know he does. He does. Uh, but yeah, like Sam said, the, the Texans uh, they look a little bit better than they probably did last season, but still not very good at all. Colts are in a bit of a fucking shit shape. Um, and, and the Titans are just much of a muchness most of the time, aren't they? So, uh, yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars for me also. Aggie, at the seventh, seventh time of asking, are we getting a different pick? 
We're not, no. I'm also going for uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I've looked at the division. I think the South in both the AFC and the NFC is very poor. But with the AFC, two, maybe three rookie quarterbacks in that division. I think Trevor Lawrence's experience, the signings that they've made, the addition of Calvin Ridley, I think that's just going to be enough for them to win that division. I have also gone for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, um, I, Sam, you pretty much mirrored everything that I had prepped, really. Their squad, compared to everyone else's, they were fantastic last season. Trevor Lawrence has come on massively. Um, ETN, I think, will be even better this season. And, yeah, I, I can't really say. I think the Colts will be good. I, I really fancy Richardson to have a, a really good rookie season. But I think at this point with those three teams, it's there, there's quite a bit of a gap between the Jags and the rest. So, uh, AFC East, come on, this has got to be the one. Three very, very strong teams in the Jets, the Bills, the Dolphins, and of course, the Patriots, who are always tough to beat no matter what state they're in. So, Sam, kick us off and let's see if we can get a different pick somewhere along the line. Who have you got as the AFC East winners? I do think we might have a a surprise pick among us here, but it's not going to be from me. I'm going to stick with the Buffalo Bills to win the division. And I can't, the reason, one single reason why I'm not backing the Jets is because the Jets don't seem to have a very good O line. Uh, I've been catching up on uh, the Hard Knocks series. That's been on. Rogers looks like a new man. He looks happy. He looks like he's primed for an unbelievable season. Uh, but they need you need to have a good offensive line in football, especially if you want to go deep and, and win a lot of games, and that's something they just don't look like they've got. So I think the offensive line could cost the Jets the division in the end, and I'm going to stick with the Buffalo Bills. Kemp, at the 10th time of asking, have we finally got a new pick? No, mate. Unfortunately not. The Buffalo Bills are my pick for the AFC East as well. For the past four seasons, they've not won any less than 10 games. Um, and they're always fucking solid, aren't they? Let's be honest, in the regular season. So, uh, yeah, Josh Allen and the Bills are going to take first place. But I can see Aggie's uh, got a little smirk on his face. So uh, we might get a little uh, little change next time. But the Buffalo Bills for me. I feel like we're getting to the point just to you know be relevant to the conversation we're having where you're expecting a big player to go in the top three and he starts dropping. I'm, I'm starting to feel like that. Like, is this the pick? Is this the pick? So with the 11th pick, the 11th prediction of the show, Aggie, is the player finally getting drafted? Is the pick finally going to be different? He's not, mate. I'm afraid I'm also going for the Buffalo Bills. I was very close between this and the Dolphins, but uh, what happened with Tua last year really put me off going with them to win it. Like Sam said, with the Jets, they've just got a struggling O-line. And with Aaron Rodgers' age, I think if he's got time in the pocket, he'll be absolutely fine. But with their O-line, he's just going to be scrambling quite a bit. And his experience will stop the ball being turned over in interceptions and fumbles and that kind of stuff. But it's not going to give him time to get any receivers open, is it? So he's going to struggle with that. And I just don't think the Patriots are there with them at the moment. So I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. Lads, sometimes in life, when you want something doing, you've got to do it yourself. So my prediction for the AFC East winners this season is the New York Jets. <laughs> I was going to say New England Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> that was good of you. Yeah, new to fair I'm going to use your points, but as to why I think that's a good thing, I think Rogers being in New York... Yeah, he, he looks fresh. He looks like a new man. I think being away from that sort of responsibility that he's had in Green Bay, I think is, is clearly done in world of good. Slightly disagree with the O-line. I think they've invested heavily with that. They've just suffered with injuries. And look, we're not talking about Super Bowl winners here. We're not talking about teams that are going to go deep into the playoffs. We're talking about their division. And I think Jets could just have enough. I think that in terms of the amount of games won in each division over the season, I think that will have the highest 
Um, but yeah, I, I think the New York Jets will claim that one. It will be very close again, and I can see multiple wildcard teams coming out of that division. Um, but yeah, finally. Have you watched, um, you watched any of the hard knocks? I haven't. I've seen clips here and there, mate, but I can't say I've sat down and watched full episodes. And uh, can you disagree about the O-line? Just based on what I know about what they've picked and who they've got. Mate, they've, been, play, they've, they've been getting fucking slaughtered. They've had a terrible off-season in regards to O-line. Can't defend against their own defence, seeing the same plays week in, week out. And then, obviously, they've been doing a lot of mixed practices. And then in the actual playoff game, in, in the pre-season game, they've been fucking awful. They've been absolutely um Robert Salah has just been nothing but bollocking him for the last probably two or three episodes, saying like we're not going to do anything if we can't get can't start with the boys up front. He's been really trying to drill in the message that it starts with the O line, and it's it's not really been it's not filled me with confidence watching it anyway. Looking at their O line, fair. Well, I ain't moving my chair yet. Give me uh, get week one out of the way, and then I'll I'll rethink it. But for now, New York Jets, I think, because they've got great weapons on offense. I think Rogers will thrive in that. I know I said about the responsibility, but I think he'll he'll be a different person in terms of he'll want to elevate people. We've spoke about that before. He doesn't seem to want to do that. I think he, he's given me the impression that he wants to do that now. And that defence is great um, as well. So I'll stick with the Jets. AFC West. Now, this is the one um, prediction that I have changed since making. I made my original list. I completed it last week and I did the rest maybe two or three weeks ago. And I changed this about half an hour before recording. Um, so Sam who have you got for the AFC West and for yeah, reference I'm, I'm, that's Chiefs Broncos Raiders and Chargers yeah, yeah, yeah. anyone else yeah I know for you for everyone else in the <clears> room, but. yeah I'm going for the, the the safe pick it's got to be the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl winners it's off the fresh off the back of a Super Bowl campaign how can you not pick them I'm not seeing anything from the others that makes me think that the um, the Chargers so I've got a sneaky feeling who probably you may well have had winning the division up until half an hour ago and you possibly changed your mind that's what I'm guessing um, I've, I've seen nothing from them to make me think like they're, they're gritty they're, they're, I always use the term glass cannon they're all polished everyone has eye outs from pre-season and, and they never ever deliver so um, uh, nothing's made me change that, that opinion of them so far so yeah uh, Kansas City Chiefs it's just more of the same they're going to win at least 10 games this season and that'll be enough for, to win the division that's fair. Kempi, who have you got, my friend, for the AFC West? I think me and Sam have pretty much mirrored each other so far, and that continues here. Gone for the Kansas City Chiefs. How can you not? Patrick Mahomes, still dangerous no matter what. Um, Kelsey, obviously, it's tight end as well. Always a, a decent option um, to get him a first down. Uh, and, uh, yeah, obviously, it's really effective because uh, a couple of Super Bowls later and uh, looking like they're building or starting to build a, a, a dynasty, hopefully, for them. So, uh, yeah, Kansas City Chiefs, baby, all the way. That's fair. Aggie, Sam and Kemp have been pick for pick so far. Are you joining them? I am, mate. Yeah, same as them. I've been the exact same all the way through so far. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. If anything, I thought it might have been a bit of a drop-off last year when Tyreek left, but that didn't seem to happen. Patrick Mahomes at the moment is in a league of his own. He's by far, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the league at the moment. Um, and I think he's just going to carry the Chiefs over the line. That's fair. Um, and Sam, all I'm going to say, mate, is you were absolutely spot on. I had the Chargers right <laughs> up until half an hour ago, and I thought, I'm being silly. I'm overthinking it. Chiefs, as you said, they're the safe pick. And I, we always say when we're talking about stuff, we've had no reason to change the decision, so why change it now? And that was pretty much where I put my my, my, my sort of headspace back into that. We've absolutely no reason to change for the Chiefs at this point, so it'd be silly to move away from that. Yeah, completely agree with everything that everyone said. Uh, so that is the AFC... Um, for us and uh, well 
other than one pick, we fifteen of the of the sixteen picks were the same. So uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll try. Hopefully, in the NFC, this will mix it up. So I'm going to kick us off on the NFC North. Sam, this is your division, mate. The the home of the Green Bay Packers, alongside the Detroit Lions, the Chicago Bears, and the Minnesota Vikings. So I will start and say that my prediction for the Kings of the North, as you always crowned the Green Bay Packers throughout their uh, triumphant years, Sam. The Kings of the North in the NFC this year will be the Detroit Lions. I think Green Bay, uh, I've said it in the past, sort of in our own conversations, Green Bay, as you've said, Sam, are in a bit of a rebuild. I think Vikings have a very strong squad and and I think are closest to uh, battling Lions for that top spot in that division. Bears uh, are slowly getting there and have made some shrewd decisions and seem to be moving in the right place, but they're, they're not there yet. And I think Lions, with what Dan Campbell has done, their their history, at least their recent history in the last sort of eight to ten years have been they're a bottom club they're struggling and, and he's really took them on now really great um, draft picks and a really great mentality that he's instilling in that team and I think this is the year where there's finally some hope in Detroit and they get back into the playoffs with uh, winning the uh, NFC North so yeah Lions for me Aggie you're up next mate are you going for the Lions or have you got one of the other three teams as your NFC North champions I do like the Detroit Lions pick and we're really seriously considering it but instead I'm going to go for the second consecutive year the Minnesota Vikings I think although they've lost a couple of pieces they've got some nice young players coming in at the moment Andrew Booth and Lewis Sign on defence they brought in Jordan Addison to replace Adam Thielen and I think just how dominant they were I know Sam referred to them as frauds multiple times last year um, as they went to win the NFC North I think they're just going to go and do it again. Did he uh, Did he call them frauds, or was that more aimed at Kirk Cousins as opposed to the team as a whole? He called them the biggest frauds for the record that they had. He did, to be fair. Yeah, and I, I will be I will be quoting that when I come to make my decision. <clears throat> Happy days. Well, you are up first, mate. So that's one pick for the Lions, one pick for the Vikings. What side are you going on, mate? Or are you bringing the Packers or the Bears into the conversation? No, fortunately not. Uh, Green Bay Packers and Chicago Bears um, are still quite far away, in my opinion. Hopefully, for Sam's sake, more than anything else, Jordan Love does does well. And uh, traditionally, Green Bay Packers quarterbacks always tend to do pretty well for themselves, don't they? So, fingers crossed on that occasion for Sam as well. Uh, but again, uh, the Packers and the Bears are still probably a season or two away from, from competing at, at any sort of level at this moment in time. Um, and then it's between the Lions and the Vikings, as you boys have both mentioned. I think you both make really good points. Um, but I I think Sam said it about the Chargers um, in in the obviously the other division is that they're all kind of stake and no sizzle sort of thing, um, all sizzle and no stake, um, whichever way you want to reference it. But I think the Vikings have got some really nice plays in them, some really good players, but I just don't think they've got that grit when when push comes to shove. So I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions to win oh. the NFC North, um, and Jared Goff is gonna is gonna deliver me a ring. <laughs> I was just about to say, as part of that, based on our bet, which just uh, for for everyone watching or listening, uh, me and Ken, but two years ago, I want to say, while well, no, he was still with well, the Rams, way, way longer than that, two three ago. years, uh, no, about four or five years ago. Okay, we we had a bet that Jared Goff would win a, a ring in his career. Um, Kemp saying he would, I'm saying he would. I rate Jared Goff. I think he's a good player, but I think he was the reason the Rams didn't beat the Patriots, but a few years back, so. 
Kemp could win on a technicality. It could be a backup Jimmy Garoppolo. They only play with multiple <laughs> league, rings in the league, and he's not he's not starting That's in shit. That's what I'm banking on. But yeah, no. So, in all seriousness, with Jared Goff, I do think in the last couple of seasons since he did go to Detroit, I think we have seen more from him. He's um, been brilliant. I think he's matured. Brilliant. Yeah, I think he's definitely matured, and I definitely think he's coming to his own. Uh, and I think he will deliver an NFC North title for uh, for for the Detroit Lions this season. So yeah, Lions for me. That's fair. And uh, uh, hang on, let get back to the AFC. Sam, yes, my friend, are you uh, are you going with your heart or are you going with your head? You know when you get the feeling that you're about to do something really fucking stupid, and you know <laughs> you you know in the back of your mind you shouldn't do what you're about to do. I'm okay. kind of there you're right also now. Saying, send it. Send it is definitely there. And my pick for the NFC North is because of this. I described last season. The, the original glass cannon comment come from the uh, the Minnesota Vikings for myself. And the reason being, absolutely right, I get called them frauds. I think they won about 10 games by one score, by one score margin, which I think they had the worst point deficit for any playoff team in the history of the fucking NFL. They just wasn't, wasn't able to beat teams convincingly. I think that ends this season. I think the wheels are going to fall off big time in Minnesota. Green Bay, as you've rightfully said, the kind of unknown entity. I don't think we're in full rebuild mode. I think we've got the squad. I think the squad's there. It just all depends on number 10, whether he can play or not. The Detroit Lions, led by Dan Campbell, they are all rah, 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 men's men. And I think, I think they're going to they play better when not many t- t- people believe in them. So, for that reason, I am going... For the Chicago Bears oh, to win what? the oh, NFC no. <laughs> Mark it down. Break it down right now. This mark is it down. down. You saying it on the podcast is marking it down. Break it down right now. Is Absolutely. it more about everything you've said about what the others everything. are lacking, or what, what is it about the Bears that because they, they could all of the above, all oh. of the above. The, the others are lacking. Green Bay, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think we'll surprise a few people this this year. I think we will, but I don't. I don't believe in the Vikings. I believe that Detroit are going to come undone at some point. I don't think they've got a great coaching staff. I think Dan Campbell's a fantastic motivator and man manager, but I think when it really comes down to a, being a coach, I don't think he's personally got it. So for that reason, I think Eberflus has come in with the Bears. He's making some true decisions, as you, as you said. They've got a quarterback there that I think is primed for an absolute breakout year in Justin Fields. And I think they've made a couple of great great additions at wide receiver as well. They've got DJ Moore in, who's an absolutely fantastic number one receiver. They've got a couple. They've got uh, Darnell Mooney, and they've also got uh, Chase Claypool, who joined them last year. He's had, obviously, half a season to learn the playbook. So I think their offense is due to explode. I can't remember who they've picked up at running back, but I think it's another decent addition. And I think I think it's going to be Detroit. Uh, I think it's going to be the the Chicago Bears year. So that is for me. I am picking the Chicago Bears to win the NFC North. Well, Can't take you it think away, that, mate. If you think that, get yourself on whichever betting website you want to get on, and and lump on, mate, because the Chicago Bears are are clear outsiders for the NFC North, no matter which way you spin it. They're a four to one on Skybet, but I reckon you could probably get a better price elsewhere. So uh, yeah, if you're that convinced, mate, chuck some money on it. There's always a team. There's always a team every year that comes out of nowhere and does really well. And this year is for me, it's the Chicago Bears. I think they're going to outperform wild expectations. I think they're going to be two years ahead of themselves in in this rebuild. I think 
they've turned a massive corner this preseason, and Tina's going to absolutely fucking cost me to death and hate me for doing this stuff. Back in the yeah, boys and, and, for the case, yeah. and putting the case squarely on them. Fuck me, I wondered why he were doing it. It's all like, <laughs> sense now. Fuck yeah, yeah, now. yeah, 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 yeah. Have you sat there thinking, what? Doing this and then ah, uh, that's a curse. That's no, it, yeah. no. I, I truly believe. I truly believe the Chicago Bears are going to have a breakout yeah, year. That's when think... it happens when you truly believe. <laughs> well, this is it. Yeah, this is it. You see. I mean, I've also backed a lot of your favourites in AFC, so I've probably doomed you and all. So, uh, yeah, Chicago Bears. I'm going for it. Put me down. There you go, mate. If uh, if that's not the blockbuster pick of the game, NFC, we're finally warming up. So here we go. Next up is the NFC South, and like I said, I'm kicking off the NFC. Um, probably, I think we'll all agree, the deadest division in the NFL so far. I know we gave AFC South a shout as one in the past, but I think this definitely, at the moment, um, has that accolade, if you can call it that. So for the NFC South, I have got the Atlanta Falcons taking that this season. I think the Saints will go well, um, but I, I fancy the Falcons. They've got some, some good pieces. They've got Pitts, they've got Robinson, who's coming in, who I think will start in the league very well. Got some decent pieces and experience in defence as well. So, Falcons, if you look at their record last season, they very similar to what you were saying, Sam, about the Vikings of winning very close games. Falcons lost a hell of a lot of close games um, themselves. So I think just with pieces like Robinson and, and again, players like Ridder having come in and spent a bit of time in the league and learning the playbook, I think that could be the difference between losing very close games and you know gaining an extra, say, three or four wins that, let's be honest, in that division could be enough to claim it. We're not talking about... A, a 12 and 5 or an 11 and 4 or whatever it is I can't fucking think now 11 and uh, 11 and 6 or a 12 and 5 winning record this could be one of those losing record but still claims a division so I'll take the Atlanta Falcons there um, Aggie who have you got mate? This for me was one of the easier picks to make I've looked over some of the signs that are in here like you've just said the Falcons have some good players up and coming and there or thereabouts for this division. It is a poor division to pick from. The Bucks obviously just lost Tom Brady, replaced him with, of all people, Baker Mayfield, who I say that, but then a couple of years ago in the predictions, I also went for him to finish MVP while he was with the Browns. So what do I know? I'm waiting for the whole prediction is coming up. So there's your team for everybody. Um, wow. The Saints, I just don't think are quite there at, at the moment. So I'm going in his rookie year to win the NFC, uh, NFC South the Carolina Panthers with Bryce Young. Yes, there wow. were quite a few. That's a huge pick. I think the addition of Miles Sanders, the addition of someone experienced like Adam Thielen as well, they might have just lost DJ Moore to the Bears. I think the experience will play pivotal. And I think with a fresh quarterback, of course, just coming in for his rookie year, someone like Thielen will help him massively. So I'm going with the Carolina Panthers to win the NFC South. Not, not yeah, not so much a surprising pick. It is a surprising pick, but the fact that you said that this was probably your easiest pick out of all the divisions is probably yeah. the biggest headline there. Yeah, I just looked at them and I thought, you know, I'm just looking at the teams now. Falcons. Saints, Where's he gone? Falcons. He's gone. He's disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah on, no, mate, the Falcons, uh, the Saints, the Bucks. I just. The Bucks won it last year, and I think I think the Bucks won it last year, didn't they? And I think that was very close. It was like what one game in it between the win and loss record. So the division itself is an absolute bust. But I think Carolina Panthers at the moment, with some of the additions they've made, are in a very strong position. So I've gone with them. There we go. Fair enough, Kemp. We've got one for the Falcons. We've got one for the Panthers. Panthers is a crazy pick, and you gave me a bit of a look when I said Falcons. So I can only assume that one of the Saints or the Bucks are coming into play here. 
Yeah, well, we could we could have a division here, boys, where we all choose different teams, which would be interesting. Here we go. But there we go. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, for me, when Ag said it was the easiest one to pick, I, I thought it was going to go with the team that I picked because for me, this was the easiest one for me to pick or up there with the easiest ones for me to pick. But I've not picked the same team. Uh, I've gone with the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Derek Carr at quarterback. I think he's always been a, a pretty steady six out of 10 quarterback. And to be honest, in this division, I think that's good enough. Because like I say, probably the weakest one in the NFL at the moment. Got some decent weapons on offense as well. Michael Thomas, Chris Alave, wide receiver. A couple of uh, decent wide receivers there that can take the ball down the field. Um, and I think the rest of the... Oh, Agsley Speedy, yeah. And I think the rest of the teams in the, uh, in the division are really, really weak, um, to be honest. I think the Panthers is a... Is a crazy pick, but but there you go. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm going with the New Orleans Saints to uh, to win the NFC South. But Dawson, like you said, it wouldn't surprise me if they won the division on the on the losing record because uh, it's a very very weak division. But that's who I've got. Yeah, absolutely. Is. Sam, you have the opportunity here to do something that we very likely won't have the chance to do again. So are you going with the box or are you going to jump on one of our bandwagons with one of the other three teams in the NFC South? And Sam has dropped out oh, of the chat. Gone. He has. He, he'd frozen. He'd frozen. And I thought he was taking the piss. But oh, um, he's, yeah. oh, he's so livid. Oh, he's leaving us in suspense about his He pick. is leaving us in suspense. So if oh, someone can keep an eye on the chat, because we are recording and there are people watching and listening. <laughs> so we have to keep, we can't just sit here and wait. But um, Aggie, just a little bit more. I don't know if you've seen in the news today, but Brian Burns apparently is wanting to move away from the Panthers, probably their leading defensive player. I'll be honest. I, I still really am surprised that you've got them as one of your easiest picks in the uh, in the draft or in the predictions. What are your thoughts? Is that a, a big potential losing uh, losing piece for the Panthers? It is, but it's also and, a case. Does of... that change your prediction? I suppose as well. No, it might do if he goes, but until he's gone, he's still with the Panthers. So as far as I'm concerned, it still stays there. I know it's probably a big call by saying it is one of the easier picks, but it's more of looking, you know, you've got your typical Chiefs was going to win their division, that kind of thing, which which makes sense. But I think I looked at this and I thought, you know, Kent makes very good points about the Saints. They've got good wide receivers, just brought in Derek Carr as well. But I think with the Panthers, they've made better changes from where they were before. They've made the biggest stride forward. And yes, they gave up quite a bit to get to the first overall pick to take Bryce Young, but I think settling him in with some experience around him. Miles Sanders, you could probably say, is quite an experienced running back as well. You know, he's got an half-decent O-line to help protect him. Um, and yeah, like you say on defence with Brian Burns, if he is to leave, then it might change things ever so slightly, but he is a big part of their defence. Um, but again, until he's gone, I still stand by the Carolina Panthers. That's fair, and. Kemp, I'll be honest, it, it did come down to the Falcons and the Saints for me. It, it, would, it got to the point when I was writing it down, it was a coin toss. Completely agree with your points on Derek Carr. I think he, he is a more than serviceable quarterback who's performed at a higher level at points in his career. And I actually do rate him. A lot of people I, I see sort of online and in our circle see him as a, an average quarterback. But I actually do think he's, he's just a touch above that. Playing in a dome as well and uh, obviously losing Alvin Kamara. But again, if they bring if they bring back Michael Thomas, he's been injured for what two or three seasons, pretty much. He's hardly mm. played, and, and like I said, Olave as well is, is a great weapon. So, yeah, as weak as this division is, it is one of those that could potentially go pretty much any way. Other than I've, even the Bucks, like Baker again, is serviceable. And they've got great weapons like Godwin, like Evans, who's one of the best wide receivers. They've got a strong defense, so it, it very well 
could go either way. But Sam is back. Um, hopefully it's not caused too many issues for our viewers and listeners. I think we did just about save it. So, Sam, as I was saying, I don't know how much you heard or at what point you crashed, but you have the opportunity to do something that we probably won't have the opportunity to do again. We have one pick for the Falcons, one pick for the Saints, one pick for the Panthers. Are you going for the books or are you jumping on one of our bandwagons? If you think I'm taking the books, you're off your fucking nut, mate. No, I think me and Kemp are very much aligned tonight, and I'm going for the New Orleans Saints as well. Uh, for all, all of his reasons that he mentioned, it's a very weak division. Derek Carr, as he absolutely said, he's in, I think he's enough to win that division. Saints have always had a good defence, which is, even when they've been pretty poor, they, they've, they've still had a good defence. Uh, the, the return of Michael Thomas, I think that's going to be huge on offence. So, yeah, I, um, I'm going for the uh, the New Orleans Saints. I can't really argue with that. I was just saying to Kemp there, it was it pretty much got down to a coin toss between the Falcons and Saints for me. So I'm not going to argue with you there. Now, Kemp, it's time, my friend, we'll be with you very shortly to discuss the NFC East. Will he go for his beloved G-men or will he use his head very much like myself and Sam have had to do? earlier in the episode but we will very soon find out and as we are doing with the nfc east i will go first and this for me was the easiest pick of the uh, deciding divisions alongside the jags philadelphia eagles last year's runners up i just cowboys will be good g-men will improve um i can't even think off the top of my head who the other team is now someone help me quick commanders commanders Commanders. Yeah, Commanders. I don't think they're... I think they'll be okay, but yeah, they're not in the battle, are they? Eagles are just far and above. Their strength in depth is just unbelievable. There's not really much more I can say. I think hers will be even better this season. It has to be the Eagles. And and honestly, lads, if any of you have picked differently, I can't wait to hear for the reasons why, because I'll I'll genuinely be intrigued as to to why that is. Other than Kemp, just shouting DJ is the GOAT, obviously. But again, we'll soon find out. But first of all, Aggie, tell us, mate. NFC East, who have you got? Yeah, I've copied you on this one, and I have gone for the Philadelphia Eagles going back-to-back. For me, they are probably the best all-round team in the NFL at the moment. Um, Just again, up against the competition, like you've said, the Giants will improve. I don't think the Cowboys will win anything whilst they've got Dak at quarterback. Um, And I think the only thing that the Commanders really have going for them at the moment is that D-line, and we don't know how much longer that's going to be sticking around for. So, yeah, for me, it's straightforward, the Eagles. Fair enough. Kemp, as the man yeah. Michael Buffer once said, or Bruce Buffer, should I say, it's time. <laughs> Sorry, mate, nearly. Yeah, yeah. We're not, getting ready to, we're not getting ready to rumble just yet. We're no. not falling out that badly. Um, we're, we're yeah. not, but it is time, mate. Tell us, yeah. who have you got? Yeah, yeah. there's nothing more that I would love to do than sit here and say, bang my fists on the table and talk about our DJs, the GOAT. Um but the Philadelphia Eagles are my pick for the NFC East this season. Um, I agree with Ag. I think they are the best team in the NFL this season. Um, and they go from, they go from strength to strength, don't they? Um, just when you think they can't add any more unbelievable additions to their team, they do. Um, they had a really, really good draft, I thought. Um, they, they, again, just go from strength to strength every year, it seems. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a very difficult uh, task for anybody else in the NFC East or in the NFC in general, I think, to uh, to stop the Eagles uh, going uh, very, very far without spoiling my picks uh, for later on in the, uh, in the show. Uh, but yeah, Philadelphia Eagles for me are going to win the division um, and uh, I think fairly comfortably in the end, to be honest. 
That's fair. Sam, are we back on track with unanimous picks or yep. uh, are you bringing someone else to the table? No, no. No, no. It's a clean, it's clean sweep, boys. Everything you've said, they've got the strongest division. The depth on defence is just unlike anything I've ever seen before. And they only strengthened in the off-season by drafting Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith, which I just thought the first, they're the two teams you didn't want going to the two players you didn't want going to the Eagles. So, yeah, they've, they've loaded up again. It's the Georgia Bulldogs in green. Um, and I've got I've got no reason again to to doubt them, and, and I'm I'm the same thought as uh, as Aggie. I think they'll uh, they'll go really deep into uh, my anus. I mean the. Um... <laughs> they'll go really deep into a playoff run this year. <laughs> the delivery on that was top tier, mate. Well done. <laughs> um, the final pick. For our division winners, the NFC West. Aggie, I'll be with you very shortly, mate, to talk about, well, not talk about Seahawks potentially, but maybe we will, depending on where you've gone. But I have got the San Francisco 49ers winning that division. Cardinals, dead team. Rams, for me, dead team this season. Seahawks, I think, will be there or thereabouts. But I think, again, very similar with the Eagles. 49ers strength in depth across positions, across all all elements and aspects of the game is very, very strong. So, yeah, for me, there's not really much conversation when it comes to me debating who can win that. It is the the San Francisco 49ers winning the NFC West. Aggie, I didn't do it. Sam didn't do it. Kemp didn't do it. Are you going to be the one that goes with their heart over their head or are you bringing logic to the table? I'm going to go with my heart over my head and I'm going for the Seattle Seahawks to win the NFC West. Good boy. Um, I think you've already said that I think you've said that we are there or thereabouts already. I think it's going to be very close between us and the 49ers. Like you've already said, the cards are pretty much done and dusted. Uh, The Rams, I don't think, I think they're a shell of their former selves from a couple of years ago. I think they're far away from where they were when they were in the Super Bowl or even competing. Um, So yeah, I think uh, the Seattle Seahawks will... uh, Keep it close with the 49ers and edge it towards the end of the season and uh, win the NFC West. Yeah, just very quickly on your point there, I don't know if anyone else wants to have any sort of input on this, but the Rams completely agree. It did seem that their approach was all in to win the Super Bowl. And they did that, they achieved that, but they've still got some good players there. Cooper Cup, of course, who's struggling with injury. Stafford, who was injured last season, but... Yeah, I'm I'm really struggling to sort of try and figure out where the Rams will end up in terms of a record this season. Camp Sam, if either of you go with them as your division winner, I'll be surprised. But yeah, I think this is the cost in it. This is the cost of an all or nothing. This is what this is what it looks like. If you're going to yeah. go put, push your chips all in and you're going to go and sign everybody to win now, this is this Getting is all them draft picks. Yeah, they haven't, I mean, first time they had a draft, first round draft pick in God knows how long, and this is this is what it looks like. This is this is the the realism of that, and it, it, it's all good. If you if you wanting to win the Super Bowl and just scratch that off your list, that's fine. But if you want to build a dynasty, it's quite clear that that's not the way to go about it. So yeah, this is this is what that looks like when you when you push your chips all in and and go for broke in one season. Yeah, absolutely. But um, Sam, uh, sorry, Kent, we'll, we'll come to you next, mate. Uh, NFC. West, one for 49ers, one for Seahawks. Aggie has been the one to finally go with his heart over his head. Who are you uh, putting your name to this season? Yeah, I think it's um, 
a strange division, I think, this one, to be honest. I think the Cardinals are going to be the worst team in the NFL, and I'll get on to that, obviously, later on as we discuss uh, what we think is going to happen, bold prediction-wise. A uh, little spoiler peek behind the curtain for you there. The Rams, again, like you've, yeah, you've exactly like you've said, they've, they've really fucking went for it, didn't they? they? They pushed, like Sam said, they pushed the chips all in. And in the NFL, the way that it's set up, the way that, you know, it, it gives the advantage to the teams that don't do as well to try and get in level playing field and get it as competitive as you can. If you end up doing that and you do go for broke, then you find yourself in a position where you're in trouble. And I think the Rams are heading towards a bit of a disappointing season. And I think I can actually see Cup Donald and and possibly not Stafford, but you know they're they're big big players um getting traded away for uh, for draft picks so that they can rebuild. Um, I think it is getting to that point in in Los Angeles where the Rams have got a rebuild on their hands in the next couple of years. Um, Seahawks again, I think they're a really really steady team. I don't think, and Agle hate me for saying this, I don't think at quarterback they've got quite enough. I don't think that they're quite dynamic enough for me. Um, and the 49ers are always sort of in the last few years have kind of been there or thereabouts been a really good team so for me San Francisco 49ers are going to win the NFC West um, but uh, yeah I think there's going to be two two very very poor teams in this division so uh, we'll see how it transpires I've just got a quick question on the back of what you said about us not being dynamic enough at quarterback last year the 49ers used three different quarterbacks they're going with <coughs> last year's Mr Irrelevant Brock Purdy moving forward what is it you feel that separates him from Gino to be able to comfortably say 49ers I don't think it's just him as the reason why I'm picking the 49ers. I think the 49ers have got a better team overall, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I think the defence of the 49ers as well is a lot stronger um, than, than than yours, to be honest. Um, the reason that I say that about the Seahawks, and I've not mentioned the situation in terms of quarterback at the 49ers, is that I think, I'm not saying Geno Smith particularly holds the Seahawks back, but I think to be a you know, a, a, a team that's going to win your division and, and go far in the playoffs. I do think you need to have a little bit of versatility at quarterback and players that can make plays. And for me, I think Geno Smith, I think he's a really solid quarterback, six, five, six out of 10. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. But I think if a defence has kind of got him summed up and then he's going into the second half of games and he kind of needs to change the way that he's doing things because it's not working, I don't think Geno Smith, although it, albeit he is a veteran in the NFL at this point in time, I don't quite think he's got the creativity that you need to, to do that and to win games um, down the stretch. So for me, that's why I say that about Geno Smith. Again, quarterback situation at the 49ers is anything but settled, but I think they've got a better overall team than, than you have, and that's why I've got them uh, winning the NFC West. Sound? Sam, closes really? off, mate, with the division winners. Who are you putting your name to for the NFC West? Well, you changed your your AFC West team half an hour before the podcast. I can do you on better, and I have literally just changed my NFC West team right now, as you lot have all been talking. I've got uh, I've got one down here, and, and the more I've, I've been looking at it, and the more I've listened to you boys, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm not quite convinced on the Seattle Seahawks. That's why I originally did have pegged to uh, to win the division. I've had that for the last couple of weeks. So Ag's probably going to be absolutely chuffed to bits that I'm moving off them because that only, that's only good things for them. And I am going to double down on what you boys have said and I'm going to change to the... Um, pull my chair over as Dawson likes to do and uh, move over to the uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Ooh, me and Dawson charmed you. Like You've charmed me. You've charmed, charmed me. You, you did. Nice. You did. You did. Nice. You, did. You, you sold me there. Um, and neither of you really even mentioned CMC either. So, I mean, he's everything in that offense. And obviously, they've got the um, 
got Debo Samuel as well, who's just as dynamic as CMC on, on the in the receiver room. So I think them two together are going to run riot. Uh, they've always, as, you, as you've all said, they've always got a great defense. They've got probably the best pass rusher in the game in um, in Nick Bosa. So yeah, for me, I have just changed at the eleventh hour, and I'm moving my chair over to the San Francisco 49ers. I tell you what, you say eleventh hour, mate. I think if this were a Premier League transfer, trying to get the paperwork through, they'd be uh, they'd be checking the time. The facts went mm. through on that one. Uh, that right, was yeah. right at the death. But that is everything when it comes to division winners, lads. We are going to turn on to conversations about our individual teams and also the individuals that will stand out when it comes to awards season. So the uh, order for this is Kemp, then myself, then Sam, then Aggie. Um, and we're going to start off with your team record. So, Kev, in your opinion, as a New York Giants fan, how do you think they will finish the regular season in terms of their record and why? I think our record will be 10 wins and seven defeats. Um, I think Coach Dayball's come in and and pretty much changed the entire culture at the Giants. I think before he came into the, to the team and to the franchise, I thought we were a little bit kind of ready to go, ready to, to to sort of make that next step and sort of start getting back into the playoffs again. And I think we just needed him to come in and just really push us over the line. I think last season we surprised a lot of people with 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 how far we got and how well we did. Didn't surprise me. I always thought we were going to do that well. Um, and uh, and I think we'll do just as well, if not maybe a tiny little bit a bit, bit better this season. I think the big thing that we've got going against is, is just the division that we're in. It's, it's fucking stacked and it has been for... Um, a few seasons and uh, yeah I think if we were in another division like the the south divisions for example if we picked up and uh, moved into the south I think we'd probably go a lot further than we uh, than we probably would in the NFC East but you, you play the hand that you dealt uh, and I think the Giants will get 10, 10 wins 7 defeats this season um, and I think it'll be a very very good season again to be a Giants fan hopefully we can make that extra step in the playoffs but we'll see you never know, mate. With weak divisions like the uh, like the West and like the South, that ten and seven might just be enough to scrape you a, a wild card spot um, and a, and a spot in wild card weekend. Hopefully, if that does happen, it will go a little bit better than uh, than last season. But you never know. Wild card weekend was fine. Wild card weekend. Oh, yeah, it was. It was divisional, weren't it? Yeah. Wild card weekend was the best weekend of my life. <laughs> and <then> after that, <laughs> that's it. Well, I'm next for team record. New England Patriots. We, we said it earlier when talking about the AFC East, it's a, it's a loaded division. Patriots with Brady, it was just, it was the most dominated division in football and that is certainly not the case anymore. However, I don't see Patriots suffering a, a, a abysmal record and I think they go 7-10 and 10, um, over the 2023 season. They've got a relatively easy schedule in parts that we're, obviously the AFC and NFC sort of swap the divisions they play every season. We're playing the NFC South this season. So, opportunities to get win on the wins on the board as well um in, in, in that case and also playing teams in the AFC that are relatively weak so I do think there will be wins in there do I think it'll be enough for a wild card spot seven and ten I don't with how loaded the rest of the east is with how loaded you know divisions like a uh, an AFC West with the Chargers and the Broncos under Peyton as well I don't think it will be enough to uh to uh, get a uh, a wild card spot, and this isn't in my bold prediction because I don't think it's relevant, but because it's about moving forward, not necessarily something specific to this season. But I do think we could potentially be looking at Bill Belichick's last season as the head coach of the New England Patriots, because at some point they're going to have to move into the new era of having that young dynamic coach, of having a GM in place that's focused on all the back end things. I think we're starting to reach the point now where, you know. 
we, we need to do something to to get back on track after Brady leaving. I think that could be it, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, seven and ten for me. Sam, you spoke about the Green Bay Packers earlier. You don't think they're going to be as disappointing as what a lot of other people think with Rodgers leaving. What have you got their record being this upcoming season? I've gone down as a nine and eight team, so above five hundred. And I think, if I'm being completely honest, I'd, I'd probably take that going into the season. New new quarterback, almost a rookie. Um, as I've said, I think it all depends on Jordan Love. I think we've got the piece around him. Bar receiver, I think I'd like to have seen him pick up a, a veteran at receiver. But you've, you've got a stack running back room: Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Um, we've got obviously the emergence of Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs in the wide receiver room. Two two second-year players, so not not much experience between the two of them, so I would have liked to have seen that third receiver as a, as a bit of a veteran, but there we go. Uh, got good piece on defence, Kenny Clark, Jair Alexander, uh, look a bit suspect at safety, I think, so the deep ball might cause a couple of problems this year, maybe tackling the box could uh, could cause some issues, but yeah, nine and eight for us. We are playing the AFC West this year in, in the, uh, the cross division, which is obviously a tough division, really, so I've got us down as a, as a nine and eight team for that reason. That's fair. Aggie, talk to us about the Seattle Seahawks. You've got them as the NFC West winners this upcoming season. What do you think the record will be in which they will win that division with? I've gone through each game in our schedule this year and picked off which ones I think will win, which ones I think will lose. And it's brought me to the conclusion of a nice little 12-5 and five record, which will lead us... Look <laughs> at that little graphic for that too. <laughs> <laughs> Seven. Hmm? I thought we were doing a maths test, sorry. <laughs> no mate no I'm going for 12 and 5 I've got us as a, a strong side in the NFC this year of course I've got us winning the NFC West I think some of the sides that we are up against will be maybe I've been a bit too optimistic with us winning I've looked at teams like uh, Kempulated but the Giants teams like um, the Bengals off the back of a bye week I think will be a very tough one F- uh, fixtures like that that built us up we've got a nice little running towards the end of the season that will hopefully give us momentum going into the playoffs like you've already said I only think one team from the NFC South is going to make it through um, from the East it's going to be tough between all them but I think we'd comfortably make it through with a 12-5 and record looking at some of the sides we've got to face it's a good job you. Um, it's, a, it's a good job you haven't changed your mind. Really, your picks as you have to sort them graphics. <laughs> yeah, it'll it, it, go. Oh, I've gone for this 49ers and then Seahawks pops up. He'd, he'd have fucked it, but <laughs> obviously we're we're all pretty settled for the uh, for the Eagles when it comes to the East. But is a twelve and five record in in that conference pushing for a number one seed potentially? It's up there, isn't it? It's up there. Twelve and five is the right record. That is. Yeah, be close. But, you, I mean, I've looked at some of the games that we've got. I've got us losing both times in that to the 49ers as well, but still winning this division. So some of it might be a little bit flawed. But you look at some of the sides we've got to face. Uh, the Browns, the Commanders, the Ravens, I think, we'll be all right with, um, albeit close. The Giants, the Panthers, um, Cowboys, you know, sides like that, I just think we'll be absolutely fine against. So maybe it's me being a bit too optimistic. We'll I think, see, you've, got your, I think we'll you've got your bias hat on there, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No, absolutely not, mate. Absolutely not. Next subject is breakout player. Um, Sam, I know you've really, really struggled with this. You've mentioned many times that you, you've struggled with four or five different players. But, Kemp, I'd like to think that I um, would have a good guess at who you've picked for this one, but I wouldn't like to spoil it. Um, just to put it out there, so I'm not claiming, oh, I, I would have said that. It rhymes with Wyatt. But, uh, Kempy, potentially, let's see if I am right, who is your breakout player for the New York Giants in the 2023 NFL season? 
Yeah, rest in peace, Wyndham Rotunda on that one. But uh, yeah, Jalen Hyatt is the uh, is going to be the breakout player of the season for the New York Giants. Um, I, I was going a little bit back and forth on this one as well, but then I saw that he cooked sauce. Oh, he, mate, mate, cooked in capital letters, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, cooked sauce, uh, sauce gardener in the uh, in one of the preseason games, um, and and for me that's enough to convince me that he's going to uh, be a, a real interesting prospect for the New York Giants this season. And I think our, our wide receiver core um, is a little bit underrated, and I think it's very very positive uh, this season going into the year. So hopefully they'll uh, they'll kind of focus on on receivers elsewhere, leave Hyatt maybe open. One or two times, and I think he'll get a few uh, a few decent receptions and and a, and a good few touchdowns as well. So I think Jalen Hyatt is going to be New York Giants number new number thirteen. It's a very famous shirt for a wide receiver in uh, in the Big Apple, uh, and I think Jalen Hyatt is going to do it wonders, and he's going to be our breakout player of the year. Fair enough. I, I mentioned there. I'm, I'm next up, and Sam said that you'd obviously had a few players who're really struggling with this one, um, and I was the same. I'd narrowed it down to three players, but I wanted to wait until cut day to confirm. And, and Kemp, this one might be a little bit close to your heart because for my breakout player for the New England Patriots, I've got the wide receiver, Kayshawn Booty. He was drafted in the sixth round out of LSU. And we, we all know um, the, the calibre of wide receivers that have come out of uh, that college team over the last few years. And I'd like to give you a stat um, just to sort of back up what he, what he produced at college. So this is the fastest to 100 catches in LSU history. Odell Beckham did it in 31 games. Jamar Chase did it in 24. Justin Jefferson did it in 22. And Kayshawn Booty did it in 21. So Kayshawn Booty holds the record for the least amount of games to 100 catches for the LSU. Uh, like I said, drafted it in uh, in the sixth round. So great value pick. A lot of people around the time had him going earlier. And I think Patriots in the past where I've got quite excited about a player in preseason, he's then ended up being cut. So that's why I wanted to wait. But he's made the team. He's looked great in preseason. He looks like a real yards after catch weapon, which I think with the scheme, max style of play, I genuinely think he can, in his rookie season, which isn't typical of a, a New England Patriots team, he could be a weapon in his first year. So, yeah, Kayshawn Booty for me as the breakout player for the New England Patriots. So, Sam, said it three or four times. We've had many a discussion on air and off air. You've really, really struggled with this specific subject. So, who is the one person you are putting your name to as the breakout player for the Green Bay Packers? It's all love, baby. It's all love. I'm going to okay. Jordan Love. I have to go for Jordan Love. <clears throat> yeah, I've been toing and froing from him. I've been dying to pick um, Jalen Reed, the, uh, the the new re- second round pick receiver we've got. He's looked fantastic in preseason. Um, obviously, we've also signed um, Lucas Van Ness, Lucas Van Ness as well um, yeah. the, with our with our number one pick, which is he was very very close, and I think he's one of the favourites actually for me to get on the back of uh, my new shirt. But Jordan Love, for me, I think he's just going to pure longevity in the fact that he will be seeing the ball every single game. I think it's going to be obvious uh, development from him. And I think he's he's going to be our breakout player this year. That's fair. Aggie, you mentioned uh, in the last few days that you, you, you feel like personally you're limited on the picks for this. And I said it doesn't necessarily have to be a rookie. It could be someone that's been in the team for a year or two that's not really maybe delivered or has been under the radar. So 
what should, we've all gone for rookies so far. Where are you going for your breakout player? I am going for a rookie. I think what it was when I was speaking to you about that was there's not really anybody that you can think of within the Seahawks that you can put down as a breakout that isn't a rookie. I mean, I mentioned to you before the likes of DK, who's still quite, I say quite new to the league, he's three years in now, isn't he? So he's obviously had his breakout. Kenneth Walker had an incredible year last year when Rashad Penny went down, so he won't count. Tariq Woolen was nominated for Defensive Rookie of the Year, so he won't count. You know, players like that. So for me, I've looked into this year's draft and thought, where can we really go with it? And we've drafted quite high for the last couple of years after the trade with Russell Wilson so in the second round this year we took Zach Charbonnet I thought about him him sharing snaps with Kenneth Walker Walker made me think you know it it devalues his his benefits and and that side of things so maybe not him for the breakout I also look at Jackson Smith and Jigbo of course injured before week one starts the likes of Tyler Lockett and DK will be behind them so the one I have gone with is the number five pick and that is uh, Devin Witherspoon, who we took uh, from uh, the University of Illinois to go opposite Tariq Woolen, that just strengthens our secondary to something unimaginable. Both him and Woolen, and then Jamal Adams when he's actually healthy alongside Quandre Diggs. We've just signed Julian Love from the Giants as well. So our secondary is looking very strong, and I think he'll fit in superbly. Yeah, great. Yeah, great pick. For, for me, with the Patriots' needs going into the draft, he was the one player I really wanted. Look, fucking amazed we got Gonzalez at the place that we did but he, he would have been the one player based on our needs so yeah solid pick um, next up is the number one draft pick and I've got a feeling that this could be unanimous so let's uh, let's race through this one Kent you're up first mate who have you got as the number one draft pick in uh, 2024 I mentioned earlier I thought this team were going to be the worst team in the NFL um, and uh, to be fair I didn't get much uh, much opposition from you boys when I said it um, saving it yeah, saving it. That's it. Arizona Cardinals for me are going to be the worst team in the NFL. Um, and they're going to get the number one pick. I, I don't see any part of their team, any part of their roster that I'm impressed with, to be honest with you. It looks pretty bleak for Arizona this year. And I think from what I've seen, the research that I've done and the fans that I've seen commenting and posted about Arizona Cardinals this year, I think they all anticipate a very long season. So uh, number one draft pick is going to be the Arizona Cardinals. I'm up next and I'll keep it very, very short. Kemp, I'm with you. Arizona Cardinals has lost great experience this off-season. Players like Hopkins, players like JJ Watt retiring. Um, Kyler Murray, there's no real sign yet. And when he may return from his ACL injury, (laughs) I'm just struggling to see across the board where they've got that standout player or more importantly, players across the field that will get them a few wins to avoid that number one pick. Could this be the last season that Kyler Murray wears a Cardinals jersey? I genuinely think we could be at that because if they get the number one pick, as I predict, they're going to take a quarterback and he's not going to sit on the bench. So I think it's going to be a tough, probably, couple of seasons um, in Arizona. Sam, you're up next, mate. When I said it could be unanimous, you gave me a look that could suggest that you're going somewhere else with this prediction. Yeah, I'm going to go for the Houston Texans. Um, I have been to and throwing on the on the Cardinals, and I think what you've said is completely valid. <clears throat> it wouldn't surprise me if they did end up with the worst team in football. I just think that my only logic of not going them, I think Kyler Murray does have it in him to, to win a handful of games it, it, with his quality he does have, whereas I think David still running with Davis Mills at quarterback. And, and by all means, he's, he's done well for himself to go into the league, but he's not really pulling up any trees for me. And I, I can't see too many pieces around him. Yes, they have just uh, drafted um, the, the defensive end. CJ Stroud. Stroud. Oh, sorry, and Will Anderson. Anderson. Will, Will Anderson, yeah. I forgot about Stroud, actually, to be fair. Um, but no, yeah, I've... I was just uh, sorry to interrupt, but you mentioned Davis Mills. I think they, I think they are going with CJ Stroud at quarterbacks. To be and to be fair, a little bit again, peek behind the curtain. I was strongly considering Houston Texans as well, but when I saw that they were going to go CJ Stroud, that kind of 
swayed me a little yeah. bit. But. Yeah, no, that, that's fair enough. I will still stick with them. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't really think that through, to be fair. I forgot about CJ Stroud completely. But yeah, they'll be, they'll be my pick for number one. But yeah, you're probably going to be right there, I think, with the Arizona Cardinals. That's fair. Aggie, number one pick, mate. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm going to make it three out of four, and I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, like you've already said, they are pretty much a bus team at the moment. And I think there were rumours at the back end of last season that Kyler Murray might be done with football, let alone just with the Arizona Cardinals. So, interested to see where that goes by the end of this season. Like you said, there's no return back from his injury. All they've really got on offence is, I believe it's still there, Marquise Brown. Um, but other than that, not really too much to, uh, to go out with the Cardinals. So, for me, that's what I'm going with. That's fair, mate. That's absolutely fair. And yeah, I don't think there's going to be too many arguments with, with any of those picks. Next up, we are on to individual awards, official awards that will happen the night before the Super Bowl in February. And we're going to start with the Defensive Rookie of the Year. So, Ken, out of all the defensive players that were drafted this past April, who do you think will be the one that is awarded the Rookie of the Year? Yeah, you mentioned his name not too long ago, Dawson, to be fair. Will Anderson Jr. for the Houston Texans. Um, I think it will be a fairly rough year for the Texans. Like I say, I was kind of half and half Texans, Cardinals, and where do I go? CJ Stroud ended up kind of tipping me over the edge. Um, but I do think one of the good things about being a, quite a bad team is that if you're a good player on that team, you stand out a lot more. Um, and I think Will Anderson Jr. will stand out for the Texans this year. Third overall pick in, in this year's draft. Um, looks like a, a blue chip prospect coming out of college. And uh, yeah, I think he's uh, I think he's in a in a decent division to uh, to show off his wares. So for me, defensive rookie of the year, it's going to be Will Anderson Jr. Very interesting considering the team that he plays for. And I am up next and I'm going to go, I'm going to move away from a rookie that can make a difference to a struggling team to a rookie that's joining a very strong team. And I'm going to go Jalen Carter as my uh, defensive rookie of the year. He's joining, as Sam mentioned earlier, it's the Georgia Bulldogs in green. They're they're recreating that dominant college defence. Do I think he's going to play every snap? No, I think they've got great depth to rotate, but I think he will produce enough when he's on the field um, to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. It's clear that the Eagles got a phenomenal value at number nine, following his off-field issues in uh, or throughout sort of the, the early part of this year. But yeah, I think Jalen Carter, within that team, what will be able to use the strong pieces around him that will need attention from offensive lines across the league will allow him to uh, to really showcase his ability and why he should have gone way sooner than the uh, number nine pick or tenth pick that it was. Um, in April of this year. So, yeah, Jalen Carter for me. Sam, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Are you going Van Ness? Are you going Hart? You've got the opportunity. I could have gone Hart. <laughs> I could have gone with Gonzalez, but I've gone with my head. Where are you going with this pick? I, I'm going not just with my head, but I'm going with you as well, your head, and I'm going for Jalen Carter. Yeah, I think everything that you've just said, I think is in, is in an absolutely perfect situation for him. There's a lot of issues off the field. I think is at that kind of situation where they can really look after him and it's not going to be like... Um, like uh, uh, Will Anderson, who's going to be out there probably 90% of the snaps. They're going to feed him into it, ease him into the play. And I think he's going to really benefit from that. And I think, yeah, Jalen Carter will be the defensive rookie of the year. Interesting. Um, Aggie, to close it off on defensive rookie of the year, we've got one for Anderson. We've got two for Carter. Where are you going, mate? Are you going to stick with your breakout player or are you going somewhere else? If only. No, I'm going to stick with what you and Sam have gone for, and I'm going for the number nine overall pick to the Philadelphia Fucking Eagles. I thought it was a mugshot then. <laughs> which is... It's a fucking ugly bastard, that is. 
Uh, which is Jalen Carter. Like it's only, it's only Aggie, don't be mean. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Classic comedy. Well played. No, I'm going with Jalen Carter. For the reasons you guys have said, look, he's in a very strong Eagles team. And I know what Kemp said about Will Anderson. Sometimes when you're a big fish in a little pond, it stands out a little bit more. But he's just going to help this Eagles team so much more than, than I know what Fletcher Cox has already done for them. But from what I've heard from training camp and things like that, there's been extra training for the O-line to try and help deal with players like Jalen Carter. So, yeah, I think uh, the input that he's already had into the uh, the preseason says a lot for what he's going to bring to the NFL. That's fair, mate. That's fair. Three out of four for Jalen Carter, offensive rookie of the year. Kemp, are you going? Uh, are you going higher? Are you sticking with it? Are you putting <laughs> your foot down, or are you? Uh, are you going elsewhere in the league for offensive rookie of the year? Do you know what Sam was talking about? Moving his chair at the eleventh hour, the twelfth hour, and uh, yeah, lads, I think I'm going to have to move my chair at the twelfth hour. Yeah, I, was, I was. I was going with Jalen. I was going with Hyatt. Um, I'm all aboard the Hyatt hype train, the Jalen Hyatt hype train. Um, but unfortunately, uh, my, my, my head has taken over my heart uh, and I'm going B. Jan Robinson uh, to be the offensive rookie of the year in 2023. Um, I think he's going to be a standout at running back. I think he's going to do a really good job. Maybe that's me talking about that because I picked him first in my uh, in the first round in my fantasy in my fantasy draft. Um, but yeah, I think B. Jan Robinson, he's the odds on favourite to be the offensive rookie of the year. Um, and I think he will do so. So unfortunately, I'm sorry, Giants. I'm sorry, Jalen Hyatt. B. Jam Robinson is my pick for offensive rookie of the year. Would that have been the most outrageous pick so far if he'd have committed to Hyatt for offensive rookie of the year? It'd have been up, pretty, yeah, it'd have been up, pretty outrageous. Up there with Bears. Up there with Bears. <laughs> <laughs> up there with Bears and Panthers. Uh, I'm up next. Um, and similar kind of vein, certainly a, a very the same position, but I'm going Jameer Gibbs for the Detroit Lions. I think what he's done in preseason, what he's done in training camps, a lot of people raised eyebrows at them taking him at number 12 in the draft in April. But I think with Swift moving to Philadelphia, uh, Williams, who was a red zone threat, moving on as well. Obviously, they've brought in uh, Demon Montgomery uh, from the Bears as well as that sort of number two pick. But I think for, from everything that I've seen, everything that I've watched, everything that I've read, they seem they seem all in on, on giving him the ball and being the number one pick. And with the, the pass options that the Lions have, I think that is really going to open up the field for Gibbs to really, really enter the league on a high. So, yeah, I, I took him in fantasy. I'm really, really happy with that. Um, and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people very quickly and become a dominant force in what should be one of the top offences in the uh, in the NFL. So, yeah, uh, Gibbs, I think, will be Offensive Rookie of the Year. Sam, where are you going with this pick? I've uh, once again done something very similar to Kempe. I've had a name down here, and at the uh, at the death, I've changed it. I did actually have Jackson Smith and Jigba down, but because of the recent injury, and we know he's not going to be fit for at least week one, um, it's made me rethink my options, and I'm going to have to default to favourite here, and Bijan Robinson is my pick for the number one. It's a boring one. He is the favourite. I just think it's going to have a hell of a lot of work to do in that Falcons offense. I don't know how Ridder's going to be. So I think they're going to be feeding the hell out of him in this first season. So yeah, that's the reason for me going B. John Robinson. Just a very quick one with both you and Kemp going with that pick. Falcons are quite deep at running back. They've got the, who's the rookie? Aligia, Aligia is it? Um, who they took last season, who impressed when he was given the ball. Cordwell Patterson has been brilliant for the Falcons in that running back. And to be honest, that was pretty much the depth that they've got in that position was the only reason that I didn't commit to Robinson. And I haven't been massively interested in him early on in the fantasy uh, in the fantasy rounds with, with that sort of running back by committee, that strength in depth, because I don't think 
they're going to take the ball away from Patterson, considering how well he's done, uh, or a Liga, considering how well he did in his rookie year as well. So, do you think that could potentially hinder in the strength that Falcons have got at running back? Um, I think off the top of my head, uh, I'm just scrambling now, but I've got a feeling Cordaro Patterson really dropped off towards the end of last season. I, I think his production nosedived. Um, he had all these flash plays that everybody remembers, but his actual his day-to-day grind that he was, he was doing, it just wasn't picking up many yards towards the end, so I'm, I'm just trying to look now. But um, but yeah, I, I've got a feeling he dropped off massively towards the end, and I don't think he'll be running back by, by committee going forward. I think once they've had a, had a whiff of uh, the talent of Bijan, I think, uh, I think he'll be number back one. Uh, running, running back one um, with with that debate. That's fair. Yeah, definitely. Can... I think if, I think if you go third overall in the NFL draft, I think you, you've got to because that player's got to start, right? He's got to feature most of the time and get most of the snaps, and not just that. But um, if you look at his, his college stats as well, um, he can't just run with the ball. He can also catch the ball. He's he's got quite a few receiving yards uh, and quite a few receiving touchdowns in college as well. Um, so I think expect to see B. John Robinson. Um, in the back position, but also it wouldn't surprise me seeing him as a slot receiver as well at times in that Falcons offense. And uh, yeah, I think he's going to be a bit, little bit more of a utility um, player than than some people expect. So that's kind of going into my thinking as well. I think he's a little bit more versatile um, than what people possibly expect him to be. I mean, just as a, just as a sample size here, I've just scrambled through for a couple of their games. And I've just looked for the very last game of the season. Falcons beat Bucks thirty to seventeen. Uh, Cordaro Patterson stats was five five carrying attempts for eighteen yards. He did get a touchdown in that game, but yeah, they get him the ball five times. So that just shows you the kind of drop off in in production they had. Uh, that Al- Algier or whatever you're saying, Tal- Tyler Algier, he did. He did had an absolute barnstormer to 24 carries, 135 yards. So, yeah, I can see he definitely took over that lead back towards the end of the season. But I just think, I think Bijan will, will come in at number one going forward. And just why you were, why you were doing a bit of scrambling there, Sam, I've, I've also done a little bit of scrambling and, uh, and found out that he got um, 314 receiving yards and an average of 16.5 uh, yards per reception uh, for the Texas Longhorns last year, Hookham. Um, so again, he's going to be able to run with the ball. He's going to be able to catch the ball. Um, he's going to be a bit of a dual threat, and and that's why I'm uh, I'm backing him as well as obviously everything that we've already covered. That's fair, Aggie. You've got the opportunity to drop a massive pipe bomb on everything we've just discussed, mate. So uh, two for Robinson, one for Gibbs. Are you uh, are you hitching your opinion to one of those, or are you bringing a a third player into the conversation? I'm bringing in a third player, and I thought this was something that you guys would have at least mentioned the name of a little bit more. Maybe it's my lack of understanding of how the NFL works with these sort of awards, but I'm going with the guy that is going to lead the Carolina Panthers to the top of the NFC South. I am going with the number one overall pick in Bryce Young. I think looking at their schedule and who they're going up against this year, I think he's got a good opportunity to stand out amongst other um, rookies. Like you've already mentioned, a little bit about Bijan Robinson there in his competition for running back one. Uh, CJ Stroud is within a very poor Sexton's team. So whilst he's still got the opportunity to progress and obviously excel, it's going to be limited by the fact that the Texans around him are going to be dreadful. Whereas Bryce Young, as I've already mentioned, has got quite a bit of experience with him. The Panthers, I don't think we're too far away from winning that division anyway. So I think with the addition of him, he's got a chance to really take them to the next level and, and win the uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Never a silly uh, never a silly pick, uh, picking a former Heisman Trophy winner to be the uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year, mate. So uh, it's not a bad shot at all. 
Oh, absolutely not. And next up, we're on to, well, I say players that are already in the league, but of course, a rookie could win these awards. It's not very often it does happen, but it certainly is possible. Ken, Defensive Player of the Year, who are you predicting? Kemp. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went back and forth. I did go back and forth on this one. Um, begrudgingly, I've gone for a player who plays for the biggest rivals of the New York Giants, and I've gone for Micah Parsons. I think every single season since he's been in the NFL, um, I think he's been a, a real phenom um, in that position for the Cowboys. And every single time he plays against the Giants, I'm, I'm shitting myself for DJ, bless him. I'm praying and hoping that our offensive line will hold up. Um, but yeah, I think Michael Parsons for me is going to be the defensive uh, player of the year for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and I think he'll get it done. That's fair, mate. Um, I'm going to go in a similar sort of big rivals of the New York Giants, but for different reasons, based on the location. And I'm going to stay at the MetLife, um, but I'm going to go with the New York Jets as my defensive player of the year will be Sauce Gardner. I think even after just one year, he showed what he's capable of in the league. He's got the opportunity to face top tier uh, wide receivers this year, players like Tyreek Hill, players like Stefan Diggs, other players that the Jets will play out throughout the year. His relationship with Aaron Rodgers in this offseason, I think he'll, he'll be pumped, he'll be amped to, you know, if, if we've brought a player like Rodgers in, who's, who I'm really bonding with doing his part on his side of the ball, I'm the fucking leader on this side of the ball and I'm going to step up. So, Sauce Gardner in his second year, I think, has huge potential to win um, Defensive Player of the Year. Sam, who's your pick for Defensive Player of the Year? So my defensive player of the year is very, very similar to um, to Kemp in the fact that it's the same guy. So it's quite as similar as it gets, really. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Michael Parsons. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure me and Kemp have been looking at each other's notes, just whispering each, sweet nothings into each other's ears. So Michael Parsons, for me, I think is um, it's primed to go one step ahead of, of already how good he has been and I think he's going to take this season to the next level and he's going to win his first of multiple Defensive Player of the Year awards for me um, I don't know if um, if Skins jumped off a bit but Aggie yeah, what do you Aggie, think mate off you go mate off you go Aggie for your Defensive Player of the Year I've gone in a similar sort of way to which you have Kemp and gone for a player from a rival team now every time I've been asked about these in the past I've gone your, your TJ Watt JJ Watt even to an extent Aaron Donald but I am going to go this year for Nick Bosa I think up against the Cardinals, like who aren't great, the Rams, who aren't great at all, us, who always have a weak O-line twice a year, I'm going to go one further, and I'm going to say that he breaks the sack record within a season. That's not my that's not my uh, bold prediction. That's just me saying that I think that's how good of a season he's going to have. The fact that six of his games are going to be against weak O-lines, dare I say, I think he's got a very good opportunity to to break that ceiling down and uh, and win the defensive player of the year. And I think... Considering in the past where I've always gone for Aaron Donald, I'm staying within the NFC West by going with uh, with Nick Bosa. Yeah, stick to what you know, mate, when you can. Stick to what you know when you can. Uh, next is Offensive Player of the Year. Still following him from the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, sticking to what you know. I know the LSU boys pretty well, as we've discussed before. And one of the LSU boys is going to be my pick for Offensive Player of the Year. And it's going to be Jamar Chase. He's been a lot of people's first overall picks in the NFL fantasy draft, especially if you're doing a PPR league. He is the number one man you want on your team sheet. Um, and uh, there's a reason for it. He's unbelievable. I think that for me, it's really difficult because both him and Justin Jefferson are both my LSU boys. 
But I do think Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver in the league. And obviously he's got Joe Burrow throwing to him, which is never a bad thing, is it? I think even Aggie had put up uh, phenomenal stats if Joe Burrow was throwing to him. So, uh, yeah, uh, for me, Offensive Player of the Year is going to be Jamar Chase. Oh, Dawson, I think you're on mute, mate. I am on mute, mate. Yeah, I'm there back. you are. Um, you're back. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, Offensive right. Player of the Year is often seen as giving it to the best non-quarterback performer with MVP typically going to the best quarterback in the league. And Sam, you mentioned earlier when we were talking about the NFC West that you are surprised that nobody had mentioned mm-hmm. CMC, Christian McCaffrey, when discussing the San Francisco 49ers. And there was a very specific reason I didn't mention his name when discussing why I thought San Francisco 49ers would win the NFC West. And that is because I believe come February of next year, when the awards are discussed and given out, Christian McCaffrey will win Offensive Player of the Year. I've been hyping him up since college. Before he came into the league, he was drafted, what, ninth, sixth overall, whatever it was, by the Carolina Panthers. And then the blockbuster of all blockbuster trades going to the San Francisco 49ers. He was phenomenal for the 49ers since joining them. Unfortunately, Brock Purdy getting injured in that uh, championship game against the Eagles made it a bit of a non-game, but I think he's going to benefit from their scheme even more so. Brock Purdy's had another season now to to really sort of bed into that team. And I think CMC, from a running perspective, from a passing and catching, well, catching perspective, should I say, is is going to dominate this year. And that's why I'm so fucking annoyed that I missed the start of the draft and I couldn't take him. So, yeah, CMC, Offensive Player of the Year, that is my pick. And that's why I didn't mention him earlier on in the show. But, Sam, Offensive Player of the Year, where are you going? Put us down for two, baby. CMC is my uh, Offensive Player of the Year. All the reasons you've said, I've got it written down here. It's just since the trade to, uh, to Sam Fran, he's just gone nuclear. And I think um, one step ahead, he's probably the main reason why I changed up the 11th hour from the Seahawks to, to Sam Fran. So, yeah, I'll make this nice and quick and put me down for two for CMC as well. I can close us off, mate. Where are you going? Um, I'm gutted that I missed out on putting a picture of Nick Bosa up for the Defensive Player of the Year. So first of all, I'm going to do that just so that it's uh, sticking within the theme of what I've done so far. I'm going to go separate to what you guys have gone for. Um, and I'm quite surprised at this one because when we did um, our loaded sport draft skin, we spoke and we said who was going to be the first pick for each of us. You said yours was going to be uh, CMC. I said mine was going to be Justin Jefferson. And that is who I've gone for, for uh, my offensive player of the year. I think within that Vikings team, he is a standout performer. Um, I think he's just ready for taking it to the next level. And I think he is above and beyond a lot of what that division can offer in terms of a wide receiver position. Um, And like Kemp's already said, similar to Jamar Chase, he's he's just moved out of college and he's taken to the NFL like a duck to water. So I'm going to go with Jefferson. And I apologise for taking McCaffrey off you on the uh, draft. I'm trying to find the picture, mate. I'm really struggling here at the minute. I'm going to try and find him now. Offensive player of the year. There he is. There he is. There he is. There he is. Justin Jefferson. I've told you, mate. Look, if you want to do a straight swap, CMC for for Jefferson, send it, mate, and I'll accept. So uh, you can apologise and you can claim and you can do all this, but put your money where your mouth is and let me have fucking CMC because I could have had him and I missed him by about 12 seconds, so I'm fuming. But anyway, anyway, that's Offensive Player of the Year. That's the players on the field. We're now going to move to off-field coach of the year. Kemp, we're going to start with you, mate. Which head coach of the 32 NFL teams that there are, which one do you think will win coach of the year come award season? 
Yeah, this is where you're going to see a little bit of a trend starting with myself, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, these next couple of picks are probably going to spoil where I'm going later on, but we'll uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And I'm going with Nick Sirianni of the Philadelphia Eagles is going to be the coach of the year. Um, I think what he's done with that team is is phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, <clears throat> the roster itself, the way that they've built that team, that roster is is scary if you're in the NFC East. Um, so it pains me to say it, but uh, yeah, Nick Sirianni is going to be the coach of the year. Fly Eagles, fly! Uh, don't don't look too much further than that for a for a coach this year, in my opinion. That's fair, mate. I'm up next for coach of the year, and I'm going to go for Dan Campbell of the Detroit Lions. Like I mentioned earlier, I fancy him to win the NFC North. I think he's very similar to sort of a Josh Allen and an MVP, like the league wants him to win that. They'll find any excuse for him to win. And I think I mentioned earlier about the history and things like that of the Lions. They've really struggled over the years. They took Stafford number one. They took uh, Megatron number two. They've been a bit of a dead team for a number of years. Um, so I think if Campbell can get them in a position where they win the NFC North, the league will will trip up over themselves to give him coach of the year for that speech and, and everything else that will go with it. So, yeah, if, if I fancy the Lions to win their division, Dan Campbell's got to be a favourite to win coach of the year if that happens. So it'd be silly of me to, to not put my name to that. Um, Sam, where are you going for coach of the year? Yeah, if you've been paying attention, you'll know exactly where I'm going. And if I'm back in the Chicago Bears to win the North for the exact same reason as you, I can't knock back Matt Eberflus to win coach of the year. I think... Kemp's got a good point with Sirianni, but I think he's expected to now do well. And I think you know you can stick most coaches in that in that team now. I know he's he's helped build it, but most most coaches would probably succeed with that Eagles team. And bear in mind, this is a, a, an award that's only regular season only. They don't count the playoffs, whatever they've done. So for me, even if the Bears go win the division and lose it wild card round, I think Matt Eberflus would be deserving of Coach of the Year for that. That's that's fair. Absolutely cannot argue with that logic there. Aggie, coach of the year, have you got one last hurrah for Pete Carroll with their 12-5 and five record, or are you going somewhere else in the league? Mate, Pete Carroll's staying around for a long time. This ain't his last hurrah at all. Um, I'm not. I've gone for a very different approach to what you guys have gone for. And I've looked at the fact that this team had a very poor record last year, but with the players that they had, they had such huge potential. And they made a big decision to bring in this um, coach heading into this new season. I've never actually seen this said person coach, but all the reviews I've heard, all the uh, the stats I've heard in the past tells me that he is one of the best that's in the league at the moment, despite being out of the game for a couple of years. I am going with uh, Mr. Sean Payton as the coach of the year. Um, I think he's going to turn that Broncos side around. They had a very troubled season last season. But again, they've got big potential there. The likes of Sutton, Judy, Javante Williams, if you can stay fit. Of course, Russell Wilson is there as well. On defence, they've got some uh, talent as well. So I think I'm trying to do this without Sam putting me off, but he does it every single week. So I'm just going to have to accept it. Yes, Sam, I acknowledge you. You're putting me off. Well done. Um, but yeah, I'm going with <laughs> I'm going with Peyton to uh, win coach of the year. Solid pick, mate. I think I, I can't disagree with anything that you've uh, just said there. Lads, it's time for the biggest individual award of the regular season that there is, and that is the MVP, the most valuable player, typically given to quarterbacks over the year that have led their team to big winning records. Are we going to follow that trend, or are we going to potentially give the MVP award to someone that's not a quarterback for the first time since Adrian Peterson won it close to 15 years ago? So, Kemp, we are with you first, mate. Who have you got as your MVP of the NFL in the 2023 season? 
Yeah, I mentioned it. It was going to be a little bit of a trend from my last pick going forward now. Uh, Jalen Hurts is going to be the MVP for me this season. Uh, I think last season he, he looked way better than anybody ever thought that he would. Um, he, he was phenomenal. He, he absolutely destroyed the New York Giants in that playoff game uh, to the point where we were pretty much wrapped up and, and back to the hotel by the by the halftime. Um, in that playoff game, uh, yeah, he's got some unbelievable weapons around him. He's got a defence that's going to keep him on the field for a lot of the time as well. I think his stats are going to be off the chain. Uh, it can run, it can pass, he's intelligent, it can change the game on a dime. Uh, Jalen Hurts is going to be the MVP for me. Um, and uh, I I'm very, very confident in saying that also. Very interesting. Um, I'm up next and I've got a different player. My MVP prediction for this upcoming season is Joey Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals. I think, again, very similar to that Dan Campbell conversation, very similar to conversations about Josh Allen over the years. I think the league wants to give him that award. Um you know, he's a great sort of face of the league. So I think if he produces what I think he will produce for the Cincinnati Bengals this year, then yeah, he's going to be right up there in MVP con MVP contention. So yeah, Joey Burrow is my prediction. Sam, one for Hertz, one for Burrow. Have you got a new name to add to the list? Are you going with a safe pick or are you going somewhere else? I'm definitely not going for the safe pick. I'm going for probably the wildest pick out of the four of us, I'd say. And uh, again, if you're paying attention, you kind of know where I'm going with this. And it's Justin Fields of the Chicago Bears to take the league MVP. Right. Stop, 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 stop. Are you taking the piss? Are you being genuine here? 100% genuine. I have been since we started recording. He's doing uh, everything he fucking can to curse <laughs> these Chicago Bears, isn't he? You bet you. You bet you. You bet you. Uh, Justin Fields, MVP, I think he's going to have a very similar sort of season to Hertz had last season. Hertz, very similar style of player. Um, it, it didn't really look great in his first season, and all of a sudden, season two, he just fucking blew up. And I think that's exactly what Justin Fields is going to do. And I think it's what he's got to do. If if, it, if the Bears are going to be where I th think they're going to be, he's going to have to be a big part of that. So I think for that reason alone, I think I've got to give him the MVP for the regular season. Justin Fields. I feel like we've missed a trip by not saving that till uh, till the end because that's probably a, a bold prediction uh, contender as well. But Aggie, who have you got for MVP this season? I've just been sat here trying to think of a way in which I can make you believe that I'm about to choose Baker Mayfield for the second time, but I'm not, don't worry. Uh, I'm going for the safe pick. I am going for the current defending MVP, and that is Patrick Mahomes, who, of course, has been absolutely phenomenal within uh, his career so far within, within the NFL. And I think he's just going to continue to uh, to thrive in, in Kansas. There's not really too There's much to really say much about more, him. To be but you need to say at this point to justify it, do you? No. Yeah, to be, to be honest, Ag, I think if you'd have gone for Baker Mayfield, I don't think that would have been the uh, the boldest MVP pick of the uh, of the round, mate, to be fair. <laughs> but we do. Yeah, I, I'm, I fucked up there putting a last there, to be fair. Um, next up, bold prediction. So here we go. In... This is obviously not based on fact. This could potentially be open to interpretation and opinion, but we'll put our names to it regardless. Kemp, what would you consider only, your only, only, say, only same as only same as breakout player, though, isn't it? Really, that's not down to no stats involved. Yeah, very. Yeah, very true. Kemp, who? Oh, I say who? What have you got as your bold prediction for this season? 
Yeah, I mentioned that I thought the uh, Arizona Cardinals looked pretty weak all over the field, um, and uh, that's I'm going to carry that into my broad prediction as well. The Arizona Cardinals will get one or fewer wins this season. They won't quite go for 0-17. Uh, they won't quite be that bad, I don't think. Uh, but I think they'll get one win, and I think it'll be a bit of a bit of a miracle fluke win at that. So, uh, yeah, Arizona Cardinals with one win on the board this season for me is my bold prediction. Could potentially become the first ever team to go out and seventeen with the uh, recent increase in regular season games. But we will see. I am up next. My bold prediction is for the Detroit Lions to make the championship game for a place in the Super Bowl. Now, I won't give away what teams I think won't make it because then I'm potentially, well, I say potentially, I'm definitely giving away either my runner-up or my Super Bowl prediction. But I think Lions can go so much further than they've ever been before. Sam, you mentioned about wheels falling off and things like that. But I think they're leveling off. I think Goff, having been to a, a Super Bowl before, I think we see the Detroit Lions in the Super Bowl game, uh, sorry, in the championship game against the team that I have either as the runner-up or the uh, as the Super Bowl winners coming up shortly. But yeah, Lions to be in that championship weekend come uh, late January slash early Feb next year. Fair enough. I can see Kemp rubbing his hands together there at the thought of Jared Goff making the championship game again. Putting them, I'm just putting them rings on my fingers, mate. Just putting them yeah. rings on my fingers. Absolutely. <laughs> Who's next, Gimby? Before you mute your send, you cunt. I did mute myself. And you're up, mate. Oh, it's me. Oh, fair enough. Uh, my bold prediction. Right. So, another one that I have been to and fro with. And I'm going to go in-house this time. And I'm going to make it about the Green Bay Packers and about Jordan Love. And my prediction is this. Jordan Love will have a better season statistically than Aaron Rodgers last last season in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers last season in Green Bay, he was he had 3,695 passing yards, which was 11th in the league. 26 to 12 touchdown to inter, inter, interception ratio, which is really poor from Rodgers' standards, really. 26 touchdowns, 12. And a QBR of 39.3, which was 26th in the league. So when people are coming in worried about Jordan Love's performance... Is that an average, is that an average QBR of 39? Yeah, average QBR of 39.3. That's really, that's really bad. 26 in the league in, in ranked yeah. amongst all, all quarterbacks. Uh, so people are coming in panicking about Jordan Love and we missed out on the playoffs by one game, that loss at home to the Detroit Lions. So if Jordan Love comes in and just shows a, a little bit, then I think we uh, we could well be in business and that's why I put us down as, as having a winning record. So my bold prediction is Jordan Love will have a better season statistically than Aaron Rodgers' final season in Green Bay. Big play, mate. And I'm sure this time next year, if that does happen, you'll be very excited at what the potential future of the Green Bay Packers holds and uh, it being in the trusted hands at that point of uh, Jordan Love. Aggie, closes off on the ball predictions, mate. Where are you going? I've gone with one team that made the playoffs last season not to make it this year mm -hmm. as a duplicate with a team that's not made the playoffs last year. I don't remember them making the playoffs last year, should I say. And everyone expects them to this year. And I'm going with neither New York side will make the playoffs. That's the Jets or the Giants Ooh, um, to make the playoffs this wow. year. Wow. Um, I think... The Giants, as I've mentioned already, they're in a very tough division. Uh, the Eagles, we know, are going to be standout performers, although we've already said it. I think the Cowboys, 
they always seem to have the upper hand against the Giants, or the feeling I get is they have the upper hand against the Giants. I think the Jets are in a very, very tough division that I think they're going to miss out on the playoffs. It could be very close for them, but I think they're going to miss out on the playoffs. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with uh, neither New York side to make it by the end of it. That'd be unbelievable. Very bold, yeah, very bold. Bad. Bolder than me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely indeed. Right, we are now on to the Super Bowl runner-up and the Super Bowl winners. The big one, the main game, the top game, the one of the biggest games in all of sport, regardless of the sport itself. We have changed up the order slightly for this. Aggie, we're going to start with you, then Sam, then myself, and then close with Kemp. And we're going to discuss our predicted runners-up first. So, Aggie... Who do you see being on the losing side of the Super Bowl game come February 2024? This was a difficult one for me to pick because I've backed their quarterback quite heavily throughout this podcast. And I'm going with the losers of the Super Bowl and the winners of the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs, to get all the way there once again, but fall at the final hurdle. Um, I think... It's one of those things that they've obviously won it quite a few times. And it's difficult to really go into the reasons why. So I'd rather do that when I'm telling you who the winner is. If that makes really sense. Really funny. It's really funny that you picked them as the runners-up, but you've used the champions badge to yeah. <laughs> make them as the loser. I feel like I have to just to uh, keep myself like within a good name within uh, the Kansas City fan base. So to be fair, to be fair, if you look at his, if you look closely at the picture without having to looking really weird on the camera, does it say AFC champions or does it say Super Bowl it champions? It says AFC champions, 2022. Ah, AFC there you champions. go then. You see, he's done all right, Sam. He's done all right. So then, it still says champions. <laughs> and they will be. They will <laughs> be the AFC off. champions. <laughs> not letting him off. Yeah. Not letting him off. <laughs> They'll not, they'll not care at that point. If they lost us to all, they'll not give a shit, I'm sure. But Sam, runners up. Okay, Aggie has gone for Chiefs of the AFC. Are you going for the AFC to be on the losing side and, and a new team or the Chiefs? Or have you got an NFC team to put as your runners up this upcoming season? I have got the Super Bowl going over to the NFC. So my losers will be the AFC team which is the Cincinnati Bengals. They will be my runners-up. Okay. Um, reason being, for everything you've said about Joe Burrow, I completely agree. I think he's primed for a hell of a season. I think he's going to probably push my my, uh, my dark horse, uh, Justin Fields, all the way for that MVP award. Uh, and I think I think the Bengals are going to have a, a terrific season, get to, the, uh, get to the chip game once again. But I think once again, they are going to fall short again to uh, to my predicted winners. I'm up next and I'm going to go with a team that I've already predicted during this episode to win their division and I'm going to move away from you two and I'm going to go with an NFC team to be the runner-up in this year's Super Bowl that will be the San Francisco 49ers Um, obviously got to the championship last season couldn't really help the quarterback issues they had were just obliterated by the Philadelphia Eagles who if you figured it out by now, I don't think make the championship game this season potentially a, a bold prediction in itself. I think the 49ers beat the Lions in the championship game, but don't quite manage to hit that final hurdle to lift the Vince Lombardi trophy. So yeah, San Francisco 49ers, based on all the reasons that we've discussed already, get to the Super Bowl, but unfortunately for 49ers fans, don't quite win that final game. Kemp, close it off before we get to the biggest prediction of them all. Who have you got on the losing end of the Super Bowl? this season 
On the losing end of the Super Bowl this next season, I have got the Super Bowl winners from last season, the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they will fall at the final hurdle uh, and unfortunately won't be able to add another ring to their collection this year. So the Kansas City Chiefs, the AFC champions, will unfortunately fall in the Super Bowl to the NFC team that I am predicting and that will come shortly. It certainly will. So it looks like I'm the only person going for an AFC winner this season. But Aggie, kick us off. Who are you putting your name to? The biggest prediction of them all. Who have you got winning the Super Bowl this upcoming season? I backed them to win the Super Bowl last year and I'm backing them to win the Super Bowl this year. I think we're going to get a repeat of what we saw last season just with a different outcome. And I am going for the Philadelphia Eagles. And yes, this one's okay to say champion, Sam. I think that uh, when they get to the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, I think they're just going to... It got very close last year and I think they've only strengthened since then. The Chiefs, I don't think, have strengthened quite as much. And I think it's just going to go in favour um, of the Eagles, probably with the reverse scoreline, to be fair. It, it was close last season, as of course, as we know. Uh, went down to, I think it was, what, about 30 seconds left when they took that field goal, something along those lines, maybe a minute, if that. So, yeah, I think uh, the Eagles, with the additions they've made, especially, you know, DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny at running back in place of Miles Sanders, I think, now gives an extra dual threat at running back instead of just it being reliant on uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, of course, A.J. Brown and uh, Devontae Smith and... Uh, Dallas Goddard, again, as the receivers there, the options. They've added Jalen Carter and, as Sam said earlier, Nolan Smith as well. They've got a very stacked team, and as I've said throughout this podcast, they are, for me, the best all-round team in the NFL at the moment. How come Kemp don't fucking get, jump out his box at anybody else other than me correcting people's for fucking pronunciation of names? Devontae Smith? Mate, don't that do that because he says it about every word I say. That, month, for that, example. I can't say a word without him saying, saying it wrong. Got fair point there. Okay, now, why have I fucking caught a fucking shade oh. there? I've sat here minding my own business, man. What's going on <laughs> here? problem. Catty bullets, catty bullets. Um, Sam, you're up next, mate. You had the Cincinnati Bengals as your runner-up, so you're clearly going for an NFC team. Aggie has done the same by going for the Philadelphia Eagles. The runners-up in last season's Super Bowl, losing out to the Kansas City Chiefs. So, are the Eagles your predicted winner of it all this year, or are you bringing someone else into the mix? Bang on. The Philadelphia Eagles will be the 2023 Super Bowl champions. Not world champions, Super Bowl champions. Yeah, for everything that uh, that Aggie has just said, I think they're so strong um, in that roster, so deep, especially on the the uh, d- defensive line. And I think defense wins championships, as the uh, the old adage goes. So yeah, Philadelphia Eagles for me has got probably the best roster in all of football. Probably the best. Arguably the best tandem at wide receiver as well. Arguably the best quarterback. Arguably the best offensive line. So yeah, I'm going to back them to uh, to take the chip all the way and bring that uh, championship home to Philly. So R.I.P. Philadelphia when them fucking idiots wreck the city. Yes, they do. Kem, just for the purpose of potentially creating some half decent content, you like Sam and like Aggie went for the NFC to win. So shall we very quickly switch yeah, sides switch and make sure that you have potentially also up. gone for the Eagles? Switch it up, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's no interest in my uh, in my Super Bowl pick. It's a very boring one, and it's the Philadelphia Eagles for uh, for very similar reasons to what Aggie and uh, Sam have just said. Um, they're unbelievable on both sides of the ball. Like I said, I think um, that their quarterback will get MVP as well. Uh, and yeah, they're just, they're unreal, aren't they? Let's be honest. So Philadelphia Eagles are going to bring back the Super Bowl to the NFC East. And uh, hopefully in a few years time, we can bring it back as the Giants. But we shall see. Dawson, drum roll, please. 
Yeah, drum roll as I uh, as I wear my uh, AFC hat. I'm the only person here that supports an NFC uh, an AFC team, and at this point, nearly two hours deep, I'm the only person predicting an AFC team to win the Super Bowl. As I mentioned earlier, the 49ers, I think, not the Eagles, will be the NFC team representing or the team representing the NFC in the Super Bowl, but they will come out on the losing end, which means an AFC team, my opinion, will win the Super Bowl, and that team will be the Cincinnati Bengals. I think I've mentioned already Joey Burrow for MVP, that we all know their strengths. We all know what they're good at. We've mentioned their weakened uh, offensive line. And despite that, they still got to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, coming up very, 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 just, just, just short against the Los Angeles Rams. And I think they have improved it. They've got experience. They've been all the way just about. They've had big wins against the Kansas City Chiefs coming from behind in the playoffs. They've shown they can do it. And I think this is the year that the Bengals win it all. And players like Chase, players like Burrows, uh, Burrow, players that won it all at college level, bring that experience, bring that winning mentality to the NFL and lift one of the biggest trophies in all of sport. So for me, Super Bowl champions of two, uh, 2023 um, is the Cincinnati Bengals. Applause. Nobody's got anything to say based on that. There we go. <laughs> Absolutely. We say? I, mean, I mean, what we can say, I mean, what we can say most definitely for sure is that every single year we always get together for the Super Bowl. And if the Cincinnati Bengals get into the Super Bowl, I will buy anybody who wants one a nice cigar so that if they do win, we can all smoke a stogie with Joe Burrow as he does when he won the Heisman, when he won the NCAA uh, championship with the Louisiana State University. Um, and when he's won big games ever since. So, uh, yeah, I can make a guarantee that if they do get to the Super Bowl, I'll have the cigars on tap. There we go. On that note, lads, that's episode 66. That is our names to our picks and our predictions for the NFL season of 2023. I'm sure, we will discuss it in episode 67 later in the week when we deal with the usual business when we talk about our weekends. But I cannot wait. It's that time of year. Sunday evenings, back putting red zone on, watching the games. I can't wait, and I'm sure you lot can't either. Let's bring it on, baby. We're nearly there. Go, Pat, go! Yeah, if you want. Any any predictions that you you want to change last minute, mate, or are you sticking with it? No, mate, I'm good. I'm happy with everything that I've gone for. I've been looking. He's not going to fucking change it now. He's got a gallery full of pictures where he's fucking well, put mate, up there. Saved them all up, <laughs> he's the last one that's going to change it. I'm happy with all them. I've looked at all stats and everything a little bit more because, as you know, I've been doing a little start and sit him just to see how I get on with that this year. So uh, I've had a go at that and been uh, uploading some stuff on there. So, yeah, no, I'm happy with uh, the picks that I've gone for and I'm uh, quite confident. So ask me again after week two. That's 12 and 5 record. I'm not sure how confident you should be at that one. It's just looking at the, the schedule, mate, and just looking at who we've got. I think yeah. we're in a well, good position to get them. Yeah, maybe not. Well, I'll close off episode 66 in the NFL season preview of 2023 by saying I'm repping the real go in a national football league, the greatest of all time. But, Ken, you've not really had much to see in that closing stretch. So why don't you tell us who you believe is actually the go in a national football league? 
Well, there's 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 been a few options over the years. There's been you know Mahomes, and then you look at people like Marino and Brett Favre, and all these unbelievable quarterbacks, all these unbelievable players in the NFL. But the real go of the NFL will be taking the field on Sunday night, Monday morning UK time. I've already got the day booked off. I got it approved today at work. One twenty in the morning. DJ is back, baby. The New York Giants are going to the Super Bowl. Hyatt's going to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year. And the goat is back, baby. Let's go!